0: We got a hey, hey, what do you say from John Forsland and a hat trick from Jordan Eberly. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm your host of Locked on Kraken, your only daily podcast dedicated to the Seattle Kraken. We are going to get into the 5-2 win over Buffalo and we're going to talk about the AHL announcement coming later today. All that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken. All right, Kraken fans, we are talking to you, or I am talking to you, right after the Seattle Kraken get another win at home. They beat and defeat the Buffalo Sabres with a score of 5-2 to two at Climate Pledge Arena before they hit the road two times over, first to Arizona and then to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. If you watched yesterday's show or listened to yesterday's show, you know, no Jack Eichel. Officially not a part of the Buffalo Sabres anymore. Certainly a part of the narrative, and that will probably continue when we play the Golden Knights on Tuesday. But let's get into it. I wore my special Warrior Ice hat here. This is from the 2020. NWHL all-star game NWHL doesn't even exist anymore. So it's vintage. But what was vintage was Jordan Eberle's performance, able to get three goals on the night, put the Seattle Kraken on his back. And as we heard post game, just yanked that monkey right off of his back of the Seattle Kraken back. This was a good game For the Seattle Kraken, they dominated in shots, 38 shots to the Sabres, 21. But you're going to hear from Jordan Eberle in just a bit that it was a little bit deflating though to see and look up at the shots on goal and the Seattle Kraken were behind at that time. So let me recap exactly what happened. Now, I talked about yesterday on the show, and if you follow over, on social media. And let me make sure you got that here. But if you follow on social media, you even saw that I did a little sizzle, a little sizzle video reminding you that coming into this game, the stats were that both of these teams can be lethal in the middle frame, that being the second period. So I thought that the key to winning for the Seattle Kraken, or I guess for Buffalo would be to strike early and to make sure they closed out the game because both teams were going to give it all they had in the second frame. And so we got of the seven goals in the game, we got three of those goals in the second period, three of those goals in the third period. Um, and, but the person who got it started was the geek squad, Morgan Geeky, assisted by Wenberg and Dunn, getting it done, uh, if you will, and got the Seattle Kraken on the board early. Really like that Seattle was able to get an early goal or at least score first. Uh, It wasn't necessarily an early goal that came at 1542 in the first period, Morgan geeky, his second of the season. And he was hungry. He, and you heard JT and John Forslund talking about it, that geeky was looking prime to, to get something going. And that's exactly what happened. But then we see that Buffalo was right on par with what we talked about on yesterday's show on Thursday's show that these two teams can elevate the scoring in the second frame. And it was actually Buffalo that was more true to character in that they scored m- the majority of their goals in the second period. And they let up the least amount of goals also in the second period, but it was take Thompson first. And then Oposo that give the Buffalo Sabres, not only the, the equalizer, but eventually the lead. And that's what Jordan Eberly was talking about as far as deflating goals. But Jordan had something to say about that, and he closes out the scoring in the second period. And then I'll let him take it from here. Let's hear from Jordan Eberle. You're going to hear him talk. This is uh, a bit of a cut uh, trim down of what he had to say post game after the Seattle Kraken got the, uh, five to two win at home against the Buffalo Sabres. So here we go. Jordan Everly.
1: Yeah. Uh, first off, I mean the, the first goal. We, we, I, for the most part, I thought like, we were playing well. And and uh, you look at the shot clock, and it's uh, <clears throat> 25 to eight or whatever it was, and we're down a goal with about a minute or two minutes left. You know that's heartbreaking. And then we find a way to score uh, <clears throat> late in the, in the in the in the second and and tie the game up. That that was a big goal, kind of switched momentum back, especially after them scoring right away. So. Um, and then four and four come out and score and take the lead i mean those are those are big momentum shifts and and in a game that we desperately needed to win i mean you look at the standings i know it's early but um you can't fall back too far behind here you want to continue to climb so um you know we, we really needed this game and, and uh it was, it was big two points that we got yeah it's uh it's obviously an honor it's 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 really cool um you know i i've had a couple but this one for sure obviously you get the first in um crack in history in this arena it's it's pretty special so um yeah I, i'm not gonna lie when, it, when i when i went in i definitely thought about it it was uh, it's a neat moment and it's part of history so it's uh, it's nice to be a part of that um yeah i mean we it's not only this game but you look at it you know how many chances we've had throughout the last you know, dating back to the the, the homestand and then obviously the Edmonton game, I, I feel like we've had a ton, um, and we haven't capitalized, and and that and that, that definitely gets frustrating. But um, you know, I, I've played a long time in this league, and and it just seems to always, you know, you just got to stick with it, and 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 as cliche as it is is when you're not creating those chances that's when you got to start worrying so um as long as they're there some nights they go in some nights they don't it's just that simple it's it's um and obviously tonight for myself they went in but i'm sure you'll see a lot more guys uh you know start to put the puck in a lot more you get that confidence and continues well it's just gonna help us win
0: so there you have it jordan eberly i like a lot of what he had to say First of all, talking about the momentous occasion, being the first person to score a hat trick in Seattle Kraken history. Write that down. I was messaging with Chanel Keenan, of course, um, friend of the podcast and works as an intersectionality consultant with the Seattle Kraken. And, you know, we were just talking about how this is like a trivia, right? We keep getting trivia, including that groovy, Philip Grubauer, The starting netminder actually got an assist on the Jaden Schwartz goal. We haven't gotten to that one yet, but uh, yeah, so a little bit of history. But uh, So whether we're talking history, whether we're talking getting the W, we definitely want to get into analytics, and that's when another friend of the pod, Allison Lucan, and her fantastic post-game analysis are coming in handy. So we are going to talk about that coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But right now, let me tell you about Built Bar. Now, again, once again, I'm hitting the road and I've already planned my trip back home for Thanksgiving. I do love Thanksgiving food. I love, love, love apple pie, but I think I'm going to try to not eat as much apple pie while I'm home. I'll probably pack some to go, but I'm also going to pack Built Bar, because instead of just having that second or third pie, you know, you have a third slice of pie in the morning, the day after Thanksgiving, because maybe you don't want to open all the leftovers and the pie's just sitting there. Is that just me? Either way. Uh, This is the perfect time for Built Bars. Instead of upwards of 300 calories for a slice of pie, you can get a Built Bar covered in chocolate, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and with protein because I got things to do. We've got Seattle Kraken hockey after Thanksgiving. I'm I'm going to be calling Premier Hockey Federation games. We're going to talk about that later in the show. So this is an opportunity for you to really keep that those snacking habits under control without having to pack on the calories. So if you go to built.com and you use promo code LOCKED15, At Built.com, you'll get 15% off your next order. And you're going to want to make sure you're checking out Built.com and that you are uh, checking out all of their stuff on social media because there's going to be special flavors because we're into the holiday season. I know I certainly have my favorites. I'll have to let you know what we get in our next built bar box, but again, use promo code locked one five for 15% off at built.com. Happy snacking! All right, folks, now it's time to get into the analytics or the analytics. Is that how we say it, Chanel? Analytics, Allison Analytics. <laughs> analytics. We shipped it. Um, but, uh, I couldn't find the article. I did put it in the show notes. Um, but I talked about Tuckman's model and the fantastic work that Alison Lucan did talking about leadership on this Seattle Kraken team, not just on the ice, but in the front office. But now we are going to talk about on the ice and let me pull up what we have here for you we are going to talk final buzzer hats off for jordan Everly. i love it uh Post-game analysis, instant analysis, a well-earned win. The Kraken get results on the scoreboard powered by a solid defense, offensive control, and the first hat trick in franchise history. And here it is. Let's go with the lead. Stick with it, and results will come. Now, this is something that I've been talking a lot about, you know, when it comes to, uh, whoops, there's me, when it comes to the Seattle Kraken and making sure that you hold fast and you stay true, if you will. And the Seattle Kraken have been figuring out their game. They're just not doing it consistently. So tonight's game, very good. I did not see weak side being a problem. What I will say is and actually I want to let's go back to the analytics here because the analytics actually said something uh the the they say something interesting um regarding the rush. So here we go. Um controlling efforts off the rush has been a focus for Seattle all season. For the first time this season, the Kraken held their opponent to zero scoring chances off the rush, according to sport logic. Now, off the rush is basically, you know, the other team coming in hot with numbers. And so, yes, that is accurate. The Seattle Kraken did not let up a goal on the rush. They gave up a power play goal, but they did give up a, a goal in transition. So, that first goal that we saw from Thompson. If you go back and look at the replay of that goal, and I'll leave the link there for you in the show notes if you want to check it out, because you know we are not licensed, can't play that for you. But if you look at that, Thompson is able to cut through the middle of the ice. Then he's able to get three Kraken players on his flank using his speed, using his skating ability. And then it was Hayden, it was Hayden Fleury, the lone defender with Grubauer and Thompson picked his spot and he picked it well. So that's skill coming from the opposing team, but also, you know, you don't want to get a penalty center ice. I understand that, but that to me tells me that at some point the Buffalo Sabres and Thompson specifically caught Seattle on their heels. It happens. It's going to happen in hockey. It happens in other sports. But again, those are things that you have to tighten up and they might not hurt you right now in the regular season. But these are the things that you have to be thinking about, because as I've made my bold prediction, the Seattle Kraken, I think, can win a Stanley Cup before the Las Vegas Golden Knights, but they have to. Get that playoff experience this season. And right now, they're at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the Pacific Division. And certainly when it comes to oof, the power play, yikes, still was a problem today. The Seattle Kraken were 0 for 4 on the power play. They did let up a power play goal. Now, some people will say, and I heard JT Brown kind of um I think it was JT kind of saying, well, you know, a power play, you still get a few extra seconds. Well, no. The geeky goal had come immediately following technically a power play. There it was at even strength. Uh, now, the the Sabres player coming out of the box was not in position. I'll I'll grant you that. But wasn't a power play goal for Morgan geeky. What I will say, and I said this on the lockdown now that, uh, should be up on social media. The passing was much better for Seattle. And it was kind of a pain point for me early in the preseason. I loved that triple J line of Schwartz McCann. And of course, Jordan Eberly, but The passing sometimes was atrocious. We're looking at the pass on the power play. Oh my gosh, how many times did someone shuffle the puck over to Donato, except not to him at all, and he has to go find the puck on the boards? You got to have good passing. On the power play, and that's not happening. That is not happening right now. But what I will say is, and I've told you this before, McCann obviously out uh, with uh, as part of the COVID protocol. But I've talked about the triple J line. They are no longer together. McCann uh, is not centering uh, Schwartz and Eberly, It's Wenberg. But Dave Haxtell was asked about the chemistry between. Jaden Schwartz and Jordan McCann. And he said, like, I've been saying to you this whole time that that was established in training camp. And so Wenberg now, Wenberg's got a baby. Remember that episode when Wenberg came back from fraternity leave after having his fiance, having their first child, um, he was able to step up into that line. I think that we kind of saw the chemistry, Ah, I don't want to say diminish, but definitely took some time for Wenberg to figure those two out. And then when you've got the two wings that have the chemistry and you've got to figure out your centerman, you know, took some time. But what I appreciated is uh, you heard Dave Haxel talk about it after the game today, you heard Jaden Schwartz and Jordan Eberly allude to it, that things are starting to click. And as you just heard from, from uh, Jordan Eberly. You know, they know how much time they have and they know what's going on with uh, the standings. They know where Seattle is and they know that they got to get it. They got to get it done. They got to get it done. So overall, I thought it was a pretty good performance from this Seattle Kraken team. Again, the power play continues to be a pain point while I thought the passing was crisp throughout the game. Not great on the power play. So is that a personnel thing? Do they have to kind of coordinate a little bit more? I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens there again, the Seattle Kraken were able to dominate shots wise, but again, they're taking a lot of shots, but are those shots hitting the target? Are those shots shuffling the goaltender and the defense out of position? Last thing I'll say before we head into the next segment where we're going to talk a little bit more about some news that's coming up. What I saw from the second goal that Gruby let in is exactly what I ranted about earlier this week. And that is that the... Buffalo Sabres did a great job screening in front of, of Gruby. Gruby thought he had the guy, thought he had established everything. And then as soon as the shot comes in, boom, goal, goal number two. So right now the Seattle Kraken don't have very many players that are able to keep uh, in front and screen a goalie because they don't have the size necessarily to, to where a goalie can't just kind of look through them or they don't have the physicality and they're kind of being pushed out by defenders as a good defender should do clear the front of the net for your goalie. So just something to consider and to keep an eye on. I know I certainly will be power play is still a pain point. Passing has gotten better, but not on the power play. i Okay, and also screening in front of net. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, um, we're going to talk about what to expect with Arizona. We're going to talk about what to expect with Las Vegas. So Arizona no longer in the conference. Vegas obviously is. I mentioned Jack Eichel. We led with Jack Eichel on Thursday's show. We'll probably talk about it again come Tuesday. Um, And then big announcement time. Big announcement time coming from the AHL affiliate that will go live at, I guess, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, And then I'll close out with uh, something that we're going to be doing to talk about some of what's been happening regarding the Chicago Blackhawks and really just hockey culture overall. So that's what we'll get into next on Locked on Kraken. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen, especially if you're listening right now. I mean, I'm going live, and it's 2 a.m., Central. So let's freaking go. But right now, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It is back and better than ever and right on time for football season, basketball season, and of course, Hockey season. Now, even though it's an updated website and even though it's an updated interface, betonline.ag is still your number one spot to go for all basketball and football action in 2021. And what we want to do for you is if you head over to betonline.ag and you open an account, you get started, you will get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. So head over, you can use your tablet, your mobile device, your desktop, whatever you got and make sure that you don't miss all the promos from football, basketball, hockey, even Las Vegas casino games. All of it you can find on betonline.ag and if you use promo code LOCKED ON, you will get 50.50% welcome bonus. Toward your first or from your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So, coming up now, like literally right now, <laughs> in this part of the show, I want to get us ready for what we can expect. So, we're going to look at the standings once again. And we're going to look at the Pacific Division just uh, so the Seattle Kraken were able to pick up two points, which is fantastic. Unfortunately for the Seattle Kraken, though, they still have a lot of work to do, as you heard Jordan Eberly allude to, quite honestly, if they want to make my bold prediction come true, which is, of course, that they are able to – There we go, that they are able to not only make the playoffs, but really start to establish themselves. But here we go. In the Pacific Division at the top of the table, 16 points, Edmonton, followed by Calgary and San Jose and Anaheim and Vegas, all double digits. Then we've got L.A., Vancouver, and then the Seattle Kraken. Just got on the board with a win streak. It's not a streak at all. It's just the one, but uh, we're competing with uh, the Los Angeles Sparks or what? They also play in Staples Center, but no, I've got basketball in my mind. The Los Angeles Kings, excuse me, just had Blake Bolden on the show. What the heck am I talking about? It's early or late or both. I don't know. L.A., there you go is on a three-game win streak. Then you've got also Anaheim on a win streak uh, and Edmonton at the top of the table on a three-game win streak. So lots of ground to catch up. Obviously, if Seattle can get some things done against, they'll be playing Vegas in the division. No Jack Eichel or likely no Jack Eichel. Um, but um, they'll be playing Vegas in the division, so that's obviously a way to catch up. But also will be playing... Arizona, who if we look at the Central Division, also in the Western Conference, Arizona's at the bottom of the table. They're on an eight-game losing streak. They've played 10 games. Uh, So, yeah, the Seattle Kraken need to get it done and should be able to get it done against Arizona. I mean, no shade to Arizona, but I mean, the numbers don't lie. They just don't lie. So that's what we've got coming up on Saturday. I will be giving you a locked on now after that game. Maybe even before we'll see how, how it all pans out. But part of the reason that I'm trying to see what we're going to do before that game is because, you know, we've had uh, Premier Hockey Federation Commissioner Ty tominia on this very show. Well, Ty tominia And the Premier Hockey Federation, the PHF, are going to be opening their season this weekend on ESPN Plus, people. And your girl right here, Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, is also one of the analysts and broadcasters for the PHF season. I get to travel to sunny Florida to call games, to call hockey games. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm in Tulsa right now. It's actually a little colder than I thought it was going to be here in Tulsa. So I'm excited to get into the sunny weather. That's why I'm doing this show super late or early on a Friday to make sure that I've got my bags packed and that I'm good to go. So we will definitely uh, have some social media stuff uh, contingent on my cell phone continuing to work. Nah, she's good. She's good to me. But uh, we're going to have... some reactions, certainly post game, and maybe a little bit, if I can get you some analysis right before the Arizona game, since we're not going to get into it on this show, at least not in great detail. The other thing that I want to make sure that you know about is an announcement. We are getting, we are getting a name, folks. We're getting a name for the AHL team. Now I've gone into decent amount of detail uh, regarding what I'd like the name to be. I will definitely be wearing my Elon Phoenix gear. Because I went to Elon, whose mascot is the Phoenix Firebird mythical creature akin to the water mythical creature that is the Kraken, both singular. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So tomorrow, here's what we know. There's going to be a press conference. It's going to happen in the Coachella Valley. I'm going to pull this up for you. Oakview Group, now I talked about it. They named some new uh, blood, if you will, to their, um, they've named some new blood to their front office, but also they have, uh, let us know that there's going to be an announcement. You can hear my dry, my, uh, my clothes are drying. All right, here we go. But let me pull this up for you. Is that annoying? It's annoying to me. I don't know if you guys can even hear it, but it's heck. Anno- it's like hell annoying to me. Anyway, here we go. Oakview Group and Seattle Kraken officially unveil team brand and name of Coachella Valley's arenas. Coachella Valley Arenas new AHL hockey team. We're gonna have Tim Liwicky. We're gonna have Ron Francis, Jerry Bruckheimer, and. Supervisor V. Manuel Perez, members of the Desert Blade Hockey Youth Youth Hockey Club will also assist in the unveiling of the logo. Very on brand for what the Seattle Kraken and Seattle Hockey Partners do. So um, that's happening tomorrow. Ten thirty a.m. is when media is arriving. This is Pacific Time, and eleven a.m. is when we can expect. All of the news to break, and there will be a press conference following. I'm working on making sure I get the deets so that we have them here for Locked on Kraken once I get back to Tulsa after my weekend, opening weekend of the Premier Hockey Federation. I'm wearing my Warrior Hockey lid. I'm wearing it in honor of Jordan Everly and his hat trick, but also because bam, 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 I'm sporting my now vintage NWHL All-Star Weekend hat. Yeah, they gave this to us in our swag bag. It literally came in a bag. And uh, that's actually the the bag that I use for carry-on. So if you ever see a uh, uh, NWHL All-Star little, uh, you know, duffel bag, it's probably your girl. Anyway, That's going to do it for this show. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. And now it's time for you to get ready for your fantasy hockey league. And host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert in your fantasy league. Like everything, it is free and available for you anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I did this little tease I'll get into it a little bit more on Monday's show, but a few of us hosts on the Locked On NHL channel in particular, we are going to come together and have a conversation about how we're taking in a lot of the news. Now, in this case, a lot of people are pointing to the Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks, excuse me. But if we're being honest, there is an unfortunate culture in hockey of allowing abusive behavior to continue. So I will actually be hosting that. You might see if you are subscribed to Locked on Kraken that we have saved the the space and it will go up live on YouTube as we're recording. Um, But it's going to be an important conversation. I'm hoping one, uh, just the first of many, I should say. So thank you uh, for everyone who remains in this sport and keeps this sport safe and fun for all. I hope that this podcast is safe and fun for all. Yeah, I'm going to bust chops. I bust my own chops on the show, but that's different than being abusive. And I certainly hope that I've never perpetuated even without, um, you know, subconsciously that I've perpetuated anything. If that's the case, please do let me know. But Uh, I also draw a line when it comes to, I've talked about this before, certain outlets and people affiliated with certain outlets because to me, it's evidently clear that they don't have an interest in making hockey for everyone, which a lot of times includes me. So that's what I got to say about that. I think it's going to be an intense conversation, but I'm hoping it will also be uplifting. So we hope that you join us. We're recording on Tuesday. Like I said, it's going to live, it's going to go live directly onto the Kraken YouTube page, and then we'll be repurposed also as part of a locked on presents that'll do for me. I am your host, of course, of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And if you have ESPN Plus, check me out. I'm calling the first game, the opening game, the Connecticut Whale at Metropolitan Riveters in New Jersey. I will not be in New Jersey. I will be calling the game elsewhere. But that's besides the point. But I uh, hope that you will join us until then, until Monday, and until, of course, you follow on social media for the updates that we're going to get about the AHL and the Arizona game, hold fast, stay true, and let's go cracking.